0: poor Lamont. He's just doing his damnedest to pretend none of this shit is weird and all of the food is good. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been there. I've been there, Lamont. And by
1: the way, if if they were doing like Really good lockas or something, I would be like, Oh yeah, he's having a great time, but they were like, try the the filter fish yes, with the, with horse the horse radish. <laughs> you ever seen a ground up fish kept in a jar of liquid like a body part? <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. It's nice and room temp.
0: God awful
2: movie, movie, movie. movie.
0: Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, except when we decide to go old school. I'm your host, No Illusions. Heath's going to be unable to join us this week, but sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Hanukkah-tacular! It is a-tacular. It's a-tacular in the middle of October, though. This is a get-ahead. I can say that because Heath's not here. Right, Heath's not here. We don't have to worry about him reading the calendar for an entire episode. (laughs) And sitting 10 feet to Eli's up is our special guest, Masica. She's a magician, a glutton for punishment. And on a related note, a returning guest, Rachel Wax. Rachel, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm full of rage at you guys for making me watch this movie. So If that comes across as angry during the show, I I don't apologize. It's how I feel.
0: Okay, no, no, no need to. Every one of our guests is angry at us by the time we reach this point. So it's true. So tell us, Rachel, what are you angry with us about? What are we going to be breaking down today?
1: We watched Full Court Miracle, the story of some shitty white Jewish kids using a black homeless guy to fulfill their dreams of becoming mediocre basketball players.
0: Wow. <laughs> you, it's, it's rare that you could just do the straight read on that and it'd be so fitting with our. Uh, yeah. yeah, you nailed it. With yep. our format. All right. So, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well,. If you love basketball and
3: mismatched stories of friendship, Jews and African Americans are probably your worst bet to make this movie about. <laughs> <laughs> Short of like a Chinese guy and a Japanese guy during the massacre at Nanking, there are no two worst sets of people you could combine for your feel good Disney Channel movie. It's True.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, this is a Disney Channel film It's also based on the true story of Lamont Carr or I mean... The part with Lamont Carr is based, I mean, the miracle <laughs> shit is not based on a truth. I was going to say, but I was like,
1: yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, they,
0: very loosely. They, they, but the guy in it is a real guy who really taught at a yeshiva or coached at a yeshiva at some point. But that's pretty much the, the, what makes it exceptional is can you believe that they overcame racism long enough to let this guy coach at their yeshiva? That's the exceptional. <laughs> aspect of the story it's the overarching theme and i mean gosh I, can we even count the number of
3: players that he sent on to the nba i mean there's <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no it would be physically oh. impossible to count zeros <laughs> of <laughs> them <laughs> <laughs> zeros of players all right so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at
1: I want to nominate this for best worst kids trying to talk black when they encounter an African-American man. It was so (laughs) cringy. It's like when an old guy meets a black person and changes their tone of voice. Yeah. (laughs) And like goes in for like a weird like hug handshake thing. (laughs) Yes. But doesn't do that with anybody else. It was that. The movie. We literally
0: get that moment, the awkward, like, oh, you guys do handshakes differently, don't you? God, it was so painful. Yeah. I like that we get
3: all three levels of Jewish racism towards black people in this movie. There's the talk slow because maybe they don't speak English of the oldest generation. (laughs) Yep. There's Mm -hmm. the we're doing a handshake together of the medium generation and the you're a servant, right? Will you work for me of the youngest generation?
1: (laughs) Which is funny because it was the embodiment of Eli's reaction to black people, my mother's reaction to black people, and my father's reaction to black <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. We got them
3: all. We got them all together. Okay. so But I want to keep my job, so we're not going to say which one is. Yeah, the right, right, right. <laughs> exactly.
0: I was moving on quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, So we're going to go with, I was going to go with uh, best worst helicopter parent. Okay. Because mom, she seems to want to be a helicopter parent, but like from a distance, like as long as it doesn't, she's, she's a helicopter parent, like in intent, but then doesn't even come to her son's championship basketball game.
3: <laughs> it's as though she wants to be a helicopter parent, but then she realizes what a piece of shit her son is every time they haven't seen together. Yeah. And she's like, ah,
0: fuck it, I'm leaving again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that explains a lot. Yeah, no, that, that that's a good theory.
3: And I'm going to go with best worst deciding what's a miracle in your movie. Look, my people, Jews... <laughs> You have nothing on... I've seen Christians be like, my used car dealership went slightly better than expected. God himself has reached his hand down and graced our things. (laughs) These Jews are like, maybe he's a guy. I don't want to bother you, but maybe if the emergency backup generator could last a couple more minutes, it's a miracle for us. It's all I
2: ask.
0: I just love the way they slow play. Like, this miracle takes, like, five opportunities to stop mid-miracle look directly at the camera and say ah eh? ah eh, you get it this is a miracle now
3: it also i mean we'll get to it it bails on its first miracle the first miracle okay, they're okay like,
1: i was gonna say <laughs> like there's not really one big miracle right
3: like the first miracle they're like oh that black guy's a ghost and then the movie's like oh, we can't pretend that black guy's a ghost. This is based on a true story. So
0: they just choose a different miracle later on in the plot. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what. We've got to spend a lot of time talking about a sport none of us really know shit about. So we're, we're going to go over our flashcards one more time. But we're back in a flash with all, all the some of Judaism's best friends are black messaging. That is full court miracle. Can't believe I let you drag me to the wine store. I'm just getting a couple gifts. We'll be in and out. It'll be fun. Gentlemen, welcome to the
3: Grapist. Snifter of your own farts? Ooh, yes, please. Gross, no. Also, I'm sorry, did you say... What can I help you with today? Perhaps something from the sand? Or are we feeling adventurous? Ooh, I am kind of feeling adventurous. Mmm, then perhaps this would interest you. It's redolent of appleberry grape hamster. Yes! Nice. But for the mild palate, we have received text
0: message and new balloon. New balloon! I was going to say, I was wondering if you were going to have that. Oh my God, is there anywhere that's less pompous and more accessible where I could get
4: wine? That's good. Well, have you tried the Prisoner Wines? What are the Prisoner Wines? Uh, it's not fair. I had a mouthful of the new balloon. I just finished drinking it. The
3: Prisoner Wine Company insists on doing things differently. Like 20 years ago when they decided to combine some of California's best and most unusual grape varieties to make a bold and complex
0: blend. A.K.A. their namesake wine, the Prisoner Red Blend. So wait, I could get a wine that's smooth, rich, and approachable without talking to you? Indeed you can. The Prisoner
3: Wine Company will ship all of their rule-bending blends, like the Prisoner Red Blend, the Prisoner Chardonnay, and Thorn Merlot, directly to your door.
4: Yeah, they actually sent us three bottles to try. They were delicious.
3: Mmm, as delicious as this one? I'm told it has a strong note
0: of pearl necklace dropped in birthday cake. That is fantastic, but better. Better than that. All right, fancy wine, man. Where do I get some? Like, whatever gets me out of here, right?
3: Just go to theprisonerwine.com slash awful for 20% off, plus shipping included on your first purchase. Get it in time for the holidays. This is the best deal they have available. Get 20% off, plus shipping included at theprisonerwine.com slash awful. That's theprisonerwine.com slash awful. Offer valid on first-time online orders only for U.S. residents of legal drinking aid through 12/31/21. Other exclusions may have please enjoy wines responsibly great come on heath ah so you gentlemen won't be staying for our very old nintendo's display
0: well now why didn't you say you had old nintendo's Mm, very good sir how old are the nintendo's oh very old nice there they are the disney channel's two star writers how are you two
1: Good, I guess. Yeah,
0: very excited to be here. And I can't tell you how excited we are at Disney to be making a movie about such an important spiritual day for your people. Um,
1: Actually, Hanukkah's not
0: that important.
3: Yeah, it's just sort of been made more visible so Jewish kids can get presents around Christmas time.
0: Right. Okay, alright, well, so we're going to make a Hanukkah movie anyway, and we want to capture a typical Jewish story. Oh, like like an immigrant story. Or do you mean
1: like within the community?
0: So we were thinking more like, you know, your mom wants you to become a doctor, but you're not sure if you want to become a doctor.
3: Would we say that's a typical Jewish story? Yeah, that
1: doesn't seem like super Jewish to me. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah, like mom's a doctor. Dad's a, you know, real estate agent Probably struggling with your work in Hebrew school okay sorry I I don't want to be rude it just seems like like
3: maybe you don't know anything about Jews except for very very broad stereotypes and I'm not sure we're gonna be able to write the movie that you're looking for
0: oh oh yeah okay well I guess I guess not I mean after all we, we were thinking the main character would befriend uh, a black guy so I can see how that would be difficult what if
1: what if he's a basketball player and an
0: absent father now you're cooking with latchkeys.
1: Do you mean latkes?
0: Uh, Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off by establishing our location with a sweeping shot of Philadelphia's famous cock-out statue of William Penn. Yeah. So great. Poor Philadelphia. (laughs)
3: Yeah. I'm sorry. Also, I want to be clear. Are people under the impression that there was a shtetl in the lower part of Philadelphia in the 90s? I was also confused about that. Oh, what? Was the city putting on a production of Fiddler on the Roof from 1992 to 1994 that they just let stay in
0: the streets? I have no idea what's going on. A shtetl? Shtetl, It means like a Jewish village. Oh, okay. Alright. Yeah,
3: because they have like, they have like Orthodox Jews pushing carts full of turnips. Also, there are VW bugs driving by. It's a weird timeline. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was confused about what year this movie was. Re- like, I actually had to stop and check online to see what year it was made. Because it just seemed so bizarre.
0: Wait, it It's like 2000, right? 2003, somewhere around yeah, there?
1: 2003, yeah,
0: 2003. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, we're going to... Pan over to this shtetl and, and we're going to meet Alex, who is walking to school with, oh, I wrote school and it's going to turn out to be Yeshiva with, uh, with Julie. Yeah.
1: Was that her name? She played such a small part in the movie, I couldn't even remember. I had
0: to go back and, and insert that. At some point, he says, listen, Julie. And I'm like, okay, finally, I can change sure. it from Girl Lead. Yeah, I wrote Girl Lead in all of my notes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this this movie forgets Julie like a grandma with Alzheimer's. It's
1: a real
2: bummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure what part she played. Like, I don't even know. She like popped her head in every few scenes, said two lines, died for the rest
0: of it. It really felt like the Disney Channel had a six movie contract with this girl they were trying to run out. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Right. Or
3: she was supposed to be a romantic lead and then... Like, her and the boy filmed the scene where they kissed and all the Jews in the room were like, Ashiksa a So they oh, cut it from okay. the final
2: cut. Oh,
1: absolutely. She's also just, like, a mean friend. Like, she was a very Eli-esque friend. The movie <laughs> opens and she's just <laughs> roasting him. Yep. And that's all she does in the movie is yep. roast him.
0: Right. She Like, she comes to all those basketball games just to give him a shit about how bad his team sucks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, like, to be fair, they do. But... yeah. She's so unsupportive, but, but this movie wants us to know that she's like a cool tomboy girl. So in every scene, she's wearing a skirt over pants. Yes.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They kept establishing that she can play basketball. And I was like, oh, okay. At the end of the movie, she's going to play basketball and help the team win.
0: No, no. Well, so I think maybe that was another one of those things that got cut when the, uh, when the Jewish test audience saw it. Right. Yeah, sure. Sure. So during this walk to school, we have to establish Alex's singular personality trait, which is that he sure loves him some basketball.
3: Okay. Let's talk about the elephant in the room up front. This movie is about a little three foot two Jewish boy (laughs) who wants to be in the NBA and the movie will never
0: make any attempt to make that anything but a foolish hallucination. Well, so even to the point where he's like, Full head shorter than all the other kids on the team. They never even acknowledged that. Yeah.
1: How old are they supposed to be? I, I went back and forth the whole movie because he's three feet tall. Everyone else is eight feet tall. Some of them look 17. Some of them look eight. Are they in high school? Are they in grade school?
0: They're supposed to be 15.
1: 15. Uh, that's not helpful to me. Is that, yeah. is that high
0: school? <laughs> yeah, that's high school. That's high yeah. School. Starting high school. Yeah, exactly. But again, they go to yeshiva, so... Well, yeah, so they're starting... <laughs> whatever that is (laughs) yeah so but we established that he loves basketball his team is terrible they're gonna get destroyed by the warriors which is the really good bad guy team and then julie leaves because she's gonna go to a real school while he goes to yeshiva yeah she's like i gotta go learn math and stuff he's like whatever yeah but we also this is where we meet the mean principal mrs klein yeah, this like—is
1: this supposed to establish her as the villain because she's mad at him for bouncing a basketball in the hallway? You're
0: not allowed to bounce a fucking basketball in the hallway. People gotta walk through that shit.
1: Of course, but we're supposed to be like, ooh, she's
0: the main villain in this film. I, ho- I yeah, I sure hope somebody puts some kind of colored dye in her shampoo later. Or so, so, yeah, yeah. She's got
3: Disney original movie villain written all over her where they can't be like murderers, but they're just like "Eh, things that kids don't like. Yeah,
0: exactly. You're right.
1: She also looks super not Jewish, right? So
3: not Jewish. Blonde.
1: Yeah. I was like, what is she doing here? Is this the (laughs) wrong? Is
0: is he in the wrong building? Is she in the wrong (laughs) building? But yeah, so she confiscates this basketball and then when everybody leaves, we see her try to basketball with it, but she can't because she's a lady. She can't basketball.
1: That was also like, oh, she can be goofy, too.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So, okay, so now we cut to and I've got this in in quotes in my notes class (laughs) where the kids are going to learn all about Hanukkah, but but. They're only going to learn, like, the first fifth of the story because it's only the beginning of the
3: movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's also nice because these are Jews, so we haven't, like, cleaned up and shined up the Old Testament yet. So he's like, all right, now, technically, this is because the Jews have pissed off God again and he's letting (laughs) the Philistines kill them. But you don't have to pay attention to that. Yeah.
1: I had to pause the movie here and call my mom to just thank her for not sending me to Jew school. Yeah. Because here's the other thing. If they're in high school already why are they, like, just now learning about Hanukkah? Yes. He's explaining it, right? He's like, in a land called Israel, And I was like,
0: <laughs> what? Is yeah, this? we've heard of it, man. Fucking what? You're at a yeshiva,
1: and you're supposedly in high school, and you're just now learning about the story of Hanukkah. They teach you that shit when you're a child.
0: What? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah, right. I also love he starts to write 165 BCE on the um, chalkboard, but the Christian test audience made him cut it before he got to the E. <laughs>
2: right, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so he's telling the story and he's like, but what Israel needed when they went up against Antiochus the Philistine or whoever the hell that was, was a great point guard. We'll get to it's a, the knowledge. It, we're we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But they need a great leader is what he's saying. I also love that in the like
3: fantasy version of this that the kid Alex has going on in his head, Antiochus is Roman because they can't, they can't make him. Arabic yeah because Uh (laughs) even in the 90s they knew how that was going so they were like ah yes Antiochus the famous Roman Roman (laughs) leader
1: right so he's having this like daydream about playing basketball because it's all he thinks about and like let's be honest 15 year olds are not thinking about basketball at the time nope. like Well,
0: so those cheerleaders certainly wouldn't have been so fully dressed. <laughs> yeah,
1: that seemed like a really not accurate part of the movie, but it was there. I don't know if it was my TV. Was there a weird like film going on like like over like a filter yes. to show that he was daydreaming like we didn't already get the idea cuz he was dressed like a fucking mac. It was like a shitty First release Instagram filter. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, okay. So he goes into this daydream where he's like the Maccabee basketball player going up against Antiochus, <laughs> the Roman. And as they're doing this, they're in the, like a desert scene. So they've got sand blowing through, but they've used way too much sand. Everybody's yep. just squinting and just like, oh, can we cut please my eyes through <laughs> the whole fucking scene. Yep. And then on top of that it's got the weird gray Zach Snyder doing a superhero movie filter over it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was- I
3: expected Brendan Fraser to go chasing a mummy in the background of this. Thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so but then that like daydream thing or whatever eventually cuts to a real basketball team where Alex's team is not doing very well. Yeah. And we also see their their coach here, Coach Simowitz whose
3: theme will be people asking him to do things that aren't his job throughout this movie.
1: Really quickly though, was he he also didn't look Jewish to me. Coach Simowitz?
3: Yeah. Coach Simowitz looked very Jewish, Rachel. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs>
0: I, I, I feel like I need to just back off on the who looked the most Jewish. You sure okay. do. If this
2: you is for are me to duel. it
1: out. Bag,
0: I'll pack a bowl of snacks, Bane, while you guys discuss. <laughs> it.
1: I don't know. He looked to me like a goy, like overly playing a Jew. Okay. All, All right. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll let the audience's screenshot and argue over it. <laughs> this is the hill I am dying on. <laughs> I actually, I loved this joke, right? Where where Alex is like, hey, Coach Simowitz, hey, maybe a little coaching. And he's like, right, coaching. And he just turns around to the crowd and goes, let's go, Lions, here we go. <laughs>
2: is that coaching? I was like, nope. I don't
0: think that's what coaching is, but. Oh, we also get to meet TJ, or as I have him in my notes, baby Noah, right? During the game, the ref is like, oh, you know, that's a foul on you. And he's like, Fuck you! (laughs) Yes! Yes, baby (laughs) Noah. This is a subplot that the
3: movie abandons for a moment, but it is excellent that they're just like, yeah, no, we have one of our characters with an obvious psychopathic rage problem.
1: (laughs) I also like, I don't know about you guys, but I have never seen teenagers speak to adults in authority with this much like, anger and who aren't their parents i mean really i mean who talks to their coach like that like that's crazy yeah
3: no this is very much goys writing jewish yeah. children because jewish children would have been like dear referee
2: <laughs> when you called me on that technical foul exactly
1: <laughs> to just walk up and be like fuck you man i was like how are you not expelled for that
0: oh uh, i i did okay so yeah it Obviously, me and Rachel, we 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 met as adults because she was <laughs> yeah not born when I was a kid. So, yeah. Okay. So, it's the next morning. The gang is heading into Yeshiva today. And what I, I just love this little moment. One of the kids is bragging about how many gigabytes of memory his hard drive is going to have. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dude, there is... There is no way to date your movie quicker than that, other than like Heath in the get-ahead episode jokes, right? (laughs) It's got
3: 200 gigs of memory. I watched that as my computer had a thumb drive with 400 gigs of memory plugged
0: into it. (laughs) Yeah. And so this is also where we meet. So, you know, of course, this is the movie follows Alex, but his gang of friends, his basketball team are going to be central to it. This is also where we meet another of his friends, Stick, the kid's name is Stick. What yep. the fuck was that? And he's the good Jewish boy that's always more worried about, you know, the religious aspect of everything. You know, like when everybody's bragging about what they're going to get for Hanukkah, he's like, I just wish you people would remember the real reason for the holiday. That That's Stick.
1: Yeah, this was also really not realistic to me that these, again, teenage boys were having like a mm-hmm. very heated, intense argument about Hanukkah, which A, doesn't fucking matter to any Jew and B, really, you're not talking about who you want to fuck in the ninth grade. Like, there's no <laughs> way that that is what they're talking about when they're together.
0: Yeah. It's a, right. So they're having this like, come on, that's a fairy tale. What are the odds of oil burning for eight days? That's literally impossible and only could be a miracle. Yep. And then they start bragging about their PSAT scores. Uh, which is <laughs> at least a little more realistic. Rachel, uh, for clarity, that was the
3: test your parents told you was out of 100 that you did really well on. That's
2: what a <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I never knew what went on with that. But uh, people always like gave me a weird look when I told them my score. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed they were blown away. <laughs>
3: Some okay. people go to college right away. Some people wait a little bit. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. You
1: went to acting school. Go fuck yourself. That's,
0: that's fair. That's fair. You went to fashion school. That's you what went do to I the do now? I'm a I'm designer. You are not an actor. That's <laughs> also fair. So, <laughs> so now it's time for a like a father son moment here. So we go home that evening. Alex is complaining to his dad that the rest of the team just isn't taking the basketball seriously enough.
3: <laughs> yeah, he he tells his dad that this like jewish fucking intermediate tournament thing is going to be quote the most important event of his life um but
1: before he says that he goes we've lost 20 straight games they should quit you're they bad quit. stop why are, why is this um, we're done it's over 20 gate. you're done
0: this is such a heartbreak because, Rachel, as we're recording this, the Jaguars have set a record by w- losing 20 straight games in the NFL. No other team has ever done that except the Tampa hey, Bay Noah. Buccaneers as an expansion. Uh, um, what
1: sport is that? I don't, I don't know. It, it's it's
0: football. Is. It's the only one that I care about. And they're in the process of losing their 21st, I think. it's Right now it's tied 2020 hey, Noah, with three minutes in the fourth they quarter. Should, they should quit. I know
2: they, they sound I bad. I know they it's sound so bad.
0: Sad. They're so how,
3: bad. But. How amazing would it be if this year the Jaguars just quit? Right? They were just like, <laughs> "We're not doing it anymore. We're bad at football. We'll come back when
0: we're better at football." I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. Like Yeah. That's they should be allowed to do that, honestly, at a certain point. Yeah. Cuz next yeah. year they will be bad. Anyway,
3: adulthood yeah. doesn't have enough mercy rules. I've always
0: said that. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so Alex's team is the Jaguars of this particular basketball league. Yeah, that's what we learn in this scene. And he dreams of going to the NBA one day, but his mom doesn't think he'll ever make it to the NBA because he won't. (laughs) Because he won't.
1: (laughs) I mean, look at him. I was confused about this conversation, though, because I kind of like lost the thread. He was like, this is the biggest game of my life. And his parents were like, bigger than education, Remember when you wanted to be a superhero? And I don't know how, I don't know who constructed that sentence or how they got from you want to play basketball. Remember when you wanted to be a superhero? Like, what is the connection there?
3: Maybe they were going for a you know, how it's impossible for you to be a Kryptonian who landed on (laughs) Earth as a baby.
0: Ah, now it makes sense. Thank yeah, you. there you go. Well, and so mom is very generous in her calculus too. She's like, "Look, okay, so here's the number of adult males in the in the in the country. Here's the number of adult males in the NBA. So your odds are one and what?" And I'm like, "No, no." those are not, that's not how you'd get those odds. They
3: don't randomly select the NBA (laughs) players,
0: but you know what?
3: They fucking should. If every year they just randomly allotted all professional athletes, like, yeah, sometimes you get a good guy on your team, but like one year, I just get picked for the fucking Dallas Cowboys. It's like, ah, I got conscripted this year. I'm a Dallas Cowboy.
1: I would start watching
3: basketball. We all would. We, We would watch every sport.
1: Also, keep in mind, this movie is, again, like with the Tomboy Girl, they're trying to code themselves as a cool progressive movie because, note, dad's cooking and mom is the one coming in from work.
0: Oh, you're right.
1: And I don't know. I noticed that neither of you called this out in your notes. I don't know if you noticed dad's apron. It said, kiss me, I'm kosher.
0: Sure
3: did. Threw up in my (laughs) mouth a little bit. (laughs) I loved it.
1: Nope. Please get that apron, Eli.
3: Because you know fucking Uncle Mark over at the How To Heretic was at a store and he was like, there, that's a Jewish apron. We'll (laughs) buy that for the dad.
0: Yeah, So, but mom tells him he's never going to make it in the NBA, so Alex goes downstairs to mopily shoot some hoops. Dad comes down to have a heart-to-heart, make some dad jokes. And look, this scene bored me and I don't care about anything that happened,
3: (laughs) but very importantly, they could not get a single shot of these two actors shooting and sinking a basketball. It is always shoot, cutaway shot of a ball going into a hoop, shoot, cutaway shot of yep. a ball going into a hoop.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the dad is just like, come on, man. Of course your mom wants you to be a doctor. Remember, we're Jews. That's what you're supposed to do. Also, side note, any time that Alex calls his dad old, the dad says, Uh, I'm well-seasoned. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think we should make that a thing for guys in their 40s. It would make me feel less bad about sleeping with them.
3: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too bad he's not on this episode to take a
0: stand on your side,
3: Rachel.
2: Right? He's yeah. missing out.
0: It's okay. He's busy. <laughs> so now we have to cut back to that rabbi. This is Rabbi Lewis. We have to establish him as the cool rabbi. So he's finishing up some stuff in his office. He has to crumble up a piece of paper and throw it away. So he starts playing a little basketball with himself. be a little silly. And this is also where he when Alex walks
3: in, he does his catchphrase, which I fucking love and am stealing. What's on your mind
0: besides the yarmulke? I
1: hated that so
0: much. And I know (laughs) you're going to start saying it. And I just want you to know it's the end of our friendship. But so the gist of this scene, though, is that Alex has shown up to ask if his school can please hire someone who knows which type of ball his sport has played with <laughs> yeah. to coach them.
3: It's a pretty small ask, honestly. I feel like it is. I'm on team rabbi here because he's basically like, look, kid, this is a Shiva. We don't even hire real teachers for math and shit. Why would we hire a real <laughs> basketball?
2: Guy?
1: That is true. But but then the rabbi turns it into a religious thing. He's like, look inside yourself. And he's asking him questions so that he doesn't just have to be like, no, we can't hire a fucking coach. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe this is a lesson from God. He's like, well, maybe it's just you being a cheap bastard, not wanting to shell out for a fucking coach.
3: Yeah. Yep. Look, as a kid who probably should have realized he was an atheist when he was eight or nine years old, I'm used to rabbis giving mystical answers yeah. to reasonable questions. Yeah. I just think the rabbi blew his load too early here. He was like, "Look into your heart for the budget for a basketball." Right. Coach yeah. Exactly. Regime.
0: So, but the but the wisdom he, he he leaves him on is something about finding their Judah Maccabee, finding their leader. Mm. So that afternoon, he's shooting hoops with Julie at the park, wondering what that last scene was all about, when suddenly he sees an African-American. Okay. Thank you, Noah, because to
3: be clear, this movie does just frame it in the terms of this Jewish kid seeing a black man, and he's like, yep. there he is, there's the yep, guy we need. Yeah, that is our basketball yep. coach
0: right there. He is the proper color, yes.
1: And the connection between the two scenes is like, God
0: will send you a basketball coach
1: or a black guy.
0: Either's fine. Just do it. Well, it's just he will become a basketball coach if he's homeless and you offer to pay him. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, but
3: <laughs> crazy billionaire remake of this movie. The first nine black guys he approaches don't play basketball. He's just like, <laughs> it's you. I just, I just work at this Radio Shack, man. You got to stop coming in here. <laughs> Teach me how to
1: make
0: love. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: And when Alex goes to talk to him, he immediately slips into cool black eye talk. Yep. Like without missing a beat. He's just like, hey, man, what's going on?
0: Yeah, he he goes over there to befriend this. Now, keep in mind, this is just some adult out shooting baskets at the park or whatever. And he's like, "Nah, man, I don't want to be friends with a 14 year old that I just met at a park. That's creepy. Um, yeah, they, the cops will not believe that you started
3: this.
2: Engagement. <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: exactly. He's like, I'll tell you what, I'll challenge you to a game of horse. And if I win, you have to be my friend. And he's like, I would just I will just leave, though. I could just. No, no, that's not how this works. This isn't a riddle. Stop.
1: I felt so bad for this guy. Like Alex really. And, and again, this is another thing. Like, I can't imagine a child of this age, like speaking to a strange adult like this. He was like, no, man, come on. Come on, you gotta, you gotta hang out with us. Tell me your life story. Tell me your name. And this guy's like, dude, I just, I need you to
3: back up, please. Yeah, the first full third of this movie is just a very realistic reaction of an adult who's being stalked by a Jewish <laughs> child.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I gotta say, Rachel, knowing that you do entertainment at mitzvahs, I am shocked that you're shocked at an at a kid talking to an adult like,
1: um, <laughs> Noah. Because of how they talk to adults, I actually don't do entertainment at mitzvahs. (laughs) Oh, okay. All
0: right. Well, that's, there you go. Okay. That explains it. I
1: got roasted by a nine year old last week and I have not stopped thinking
3: about it for a
0: second. He is
3: inside your head. That child is inside your head. He lives in my
0: head rent free. It's awful. (laughs) So, yeah. So, but the guy leaves and, and doesn't tell him his name, but it's okay because Alex makes a note of his license plate. And I wrote my notes. what, does he have a guy on the force <laughs> that's going to trace that plate?
1: Yeah, can you Google that? I don't think that's a Googleable thing.
0: Well, no, it's not. So they do something that's ever so slightly less unrealistic, which was that he recognized what kind of specialty plate that out of state that doesn't border the state he lives in license plate was. <laughs> he rec- he's like, he looks, at it, he looks at it for one second and he's like, Oh, that's state of Virginia. It's a booster for the uh, University of Virginia. I bet he's a former University of Virginia player.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: He's doing the level of stalking that I do when I meet somebody on a dating app.
3: (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. And this is where the movie plays with its first idea of a miracle here, where he turns to the, the super Jewish friend who wanted to put the ha back in Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, maybe he's the immortal incarnation of the actual Judah Maccabee. And you see both of these child actors pause and be like, that's, that's not what the movie's about. Don't worry. That's just,
0: it was really a serious turn that this movie, we're just
3: moving the plot forward by
0: saying that, but don't worry. We're not going to make him a ghost. (laughs) Look, his nickname is even the hammer. (laughs) His license plate was 165, which is the year BCE when all this stuff happened. The Hanukkah stuff.
1: And the license plate said JM, which stands for
0: Judah
2: Judah Maccabee.
1: Coincidence? I think not.
3: I
0: think not. He's an undead Jew ghost. (laughs) Yep, there you go. So, but the end result of all their online stalking is that they discovered that this guy was a college great named Lamont Carr who was in the NBA and then got injured or whatever, whatever. So, now knowing that, we cut to Alex trying to talk his buddies into helping him like recruit this guy as their new coach. Yeah. And what's
3: amazing is like he is going to provide the information for how this works. So, this whole scene is just them being like, How do we attempt an adult we don't know into hanging out with us children?
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, and they also don't explain what the hell he wants to, because it's not like this kid. Well, at least as near as I know it, it's not like this kid could hire a coach. So I'm like, what are they going to do? Are they going to kidnap him? What is the plan? Right.
1: And they're reading this stuff about him online and they're like, a gift from God. Yeah. A gift from God. A random black guy who doesn't want to speak to you. Yeah. (laughs) Congrats. (laughs) You did it.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so they go to the park to watch him play basketball and then they're all like standing at the fence having this conversation about whether or not he is the literal reincarnation of Judah Maccabee. (laughs) Really wanted him to turn around at this point. I can hear you. I'm
3: a real person. I'm a human being. I'm not a ghost. I'm not a... I know I'm the only black person you've ever seen but it's actually very destructive for you to just assume because you've never seen a black person before that I'm a a ghost warrior but I'm just a man. I'm a human being.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so so Alex goes to give him another pitch on being their coach. And of course, in the background, we have his buddies being hilariously bad at basketball and they can't think of a way to do that. So they're just like falling down. That was oh, they're, insane. They're
3: falling onto each other's dicks like a yaoi. It's hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, like I can imagine it being a point of being like, hey man, like we're the next stars in basketball. Like we want you to be a part of this. Like you, we want you to right. really help us win. And instead it's like, we can't even run in a straight line. Can you teach us basketball, Mr. Black Man, sir?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: It's like if the Mighty Ducks had all been conscripted to the team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so but Lamont is, is unconvinced. He doesn't want to be their coach. So Alex just whips out his wallet and he's like, "All right, what is it going to take to convince you?
3: <laughs> hey, uh, if you're making a Jewish movie, just quick tip. If you could not have all of the central Jewish characters constantly try to bribe adults into behaving the way they want them to. Yeah, that was pretty
1: cringy. And he also says to this guy, he goes, we need you, man. Don't you believe in helping the less fortunate? And I was like, (laughs) wait a second. Hold on. This group of mega wealthy white Jewish kids are less fortunate than this homeless gentleman. Please
3: help us. Yeah, the movie is going to reveal to us shortly that he is homeless, which really puts a turn on this scene.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, so here's what I love about it. Alex gives him 20 bucks and he says, here's 20 bucks, I'll give you the other half after you give us a lesson. And Lamont takes his fucking money and drives off. He says, come back at four o'clock tomorrow. If he just never showed up again, I would love this introduction. Yeah, this is my favorite movie. Yeah, Yeah, it's true.
1: I do not blame this gentleman for any of his behavior. There is a child (laughs) harassing
0: him. Yeah, so he takes the 20, drives off. Next morning, we got to make fun of mom's bad cooking again. This will be the last time this comes back. I wish they would stop doing that. Yeah.
3: and It's such a weird trope in movies when they have to show a mom as a bad cook or a dad as a bad cook. They never just burn anything, right? In this case, she's messed up frozen waffles, like... This woman's a doctor. She can read the side of a box. Right. Right. If you want to make someone a bad cook, just make their eggs bad. You don't have to be like, "Here's a frozen waffle. I put a nail through it. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I covered it in gasoline and set it on fire. Yum yummers."
2: <laughs> and she
1: even like dumps them out of the box like an idiot. Like she doesn't know how right? to reach yeah, her hand into a box. doesn't I was gravity like, "Gravity works." <laughs> I feel like this woman's a surgeon. Like, I feel like she could reach her hand into a box of frozen waffles. Like, she's not a toddler.
3: We cut over to her surgery. She's just gently shoving a frozen waffle into someone's (laughs) open chest cavity.
1: It turns out she's in the middle of a huge malpractice lawsuit.
3: Yeah,
0: Yeah. She's season four of Dr. Death. Oh, my God. Can't wait for that to come out. So, but what we're learning in this scene is that there's a, like, bring your kid to work day at the hospital or something. And mom wants her son to be a part of it. Cause she wants him to want to be a doctor.
3: Yeah. It's a real bummer when they did that during COVID. Let me tell you. Yeah, No
0: kidding. <laughs> I feel like any day's a bad day for that, but yeah. <laughs> so, okay. And then despite my fervent hopes to the contrary, Lamont shows up the next day to coach him. So we, we get the whole like scene where he makes them run back and forth real hard. <laughs>
2: This is great
3: because, look, I look, I know nothing about basketball, but I think I can say enough to know that, like, you can't get good at basketball by running drills. Right. But this movie is not going to show the complexity of teaching children basketball. So he's just like sprints, do sprints and you will be better at basketball at the end of the movie.
1: I would disagree with that. I think you need to build up like like any time I've ever seen a movie with any kind of sport. There are conditioning drills. Like, I think this is pretty standard. So it's kind of ridiculous that the kids are like, God, yes. how could he be making us run laps? Why is he doing this? Yes. And this guy's just like, yeah, I mean you guys literally can't even run in a circle. This is insane.
0: You you fall down when you're standing still. Of course I'm going to, that's what blew me away about this scene is that they're doing the most basic, like wind sprint type shit. And the kids yeah. are going like, we want us to do what? You want us to murder him with a stick? Like, it's just, it's him. It, like, what have you guys been doing in
1: practice? Yeah. It also makes it a lot more reasonable that they haven't won a game in two years, mm-hmm. seeing as they can't
3: do one single round of wind. (laughs) Okay, but to be fair to the kids, I think none of them were expecting to have to run so much because they are all wearing jeans and four shirts apiece. Oh my
1: God, take your winter coats off. They're like panting and sweating. And I'm like, yeah, man, you're wearing a North face.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And we watch him sadly go back to his van. This is where we learn that he's homeless and he sends the money back to his family. And look, very heartwarming Disney Channel original movie. I really did want him
0: to just like pull out a meth pipe and be like, did you see that? 40 fucking free bucks today. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's time for more practice. We, we cut from one practice to another immediately. But this time Styx wants to make sure that, you know, this guy lines up with the history of Judah Maccabee in terms of sibling number and father's name.
3: and of course by coincidence he does because the movie's still toying with the idea that this guy might be an undead warrior prince yeah but that's enough for Sticks Sticks like yeah no he had the right brothers and fathers he is an undead warrior prince All right, what am I (laughs) here we go
0: well and I, I don't doubt that like this is something that some guy did when he was at the yeshiva they noticed that like this that Lamont Carr had like you know these five things in common with Judah Maccabee and you know, and and made that into this story. But the idea that those would just be the things that this kid decides to check on is hilarious. Yeah.
1: Well, also, he's going about it like, I'm going to prove he's not really due to Maccabee. Because why? Then he can't coach you in basketball? Like, for what purpose? Right. It's almost
0: irrelevant at this point. Exactly. But yeah, and also both of his answers, he almost gets wrong and then he gets right. He was like, his father's name should be Matthew. And they're like, what's your dad's name? And he says, well, everybody called him Skip. And they're like, ah. And he's like, but his real name was Matthew. And I'm like, fuck. Duh. Undead Jewish prince. And he's like, okay, how many brothers do you have? And he's like, uh three. And they're like, oh, it should have been four. And he's like, my fourth brother died 10 years ago. And they're like, huh, wow. yes he is (laughs) the reincarnated ghost of
2: Judah
3: alright yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and then at the end of this scene this is my favorite baby Noah the one with the anger problem is like "Uh, if I throw an extra 10 bucks in there can we xnay the r okay and he's like no and he's like (laughs) shit fuck you
0: (laughs) well and then also we have to see bad guy team stop by to pick on him you'll never beat us in the big act 3 tournament Mm -hmm. motherfuckers yeah.
1: Also, like, did you guys have this much, like, disposable cash when you were this age? Oh, hell
3: no. At 15? No. This is Goya imagining what how much money Jewish okay. children have like, on hand. This
1: None of this tracks. Like, I feel like I had $15 a week when I was that age to, like, buy a coffee.
0: Yeah, these kids could scrape up $40 a day between them for several days for this coach, Yeah.
3: They might as well dip into their bags of Jew gold that they wear around their necks at some point
0: in this scene. So, yeah, well, that transitions into the next scene, right? Where they're all like, gee, how the fuck are we going to continue to pay for this? And I'm just like, why don't you ask your parents if they can pay? Because 40 bucks a day to teach five kids basketball doesn't seem like that steep. Right.
1: Also, like, why is this a secret? Right. Their parents know they play basketball, so it's not crazy for them to be like, hey, we found this guy to coach us. Like, can you pay ten dollars each or whatever? And they're like, they can't. No, we must raise the money through the black market.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because that's more interesting plot wise, I guess. But yeah, really playing it fast and loose with the word interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, but so Alex decides that he can raise the cash if he sells his prized Dr. J card. Oh, what was that? I, I didn't. So it's like a like a baseball card for basketball players.
3: Oh,
2: uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Collector's item. All right. I spent a
3: really long time trying to find out what that was worth. And they're like, <laughs> basketball cards aren't the same as baseball cards. So they have like different ones with different players. Yeah, on them. <laughs> I
0: did. I did the same. and I couldn't find that <laughs> specific card. But yeah. So, okay, so, but then we got him, but Julie shows back up to remind us she's in the movie and uh, they're discussing his plan to sell the card to raise the money. Julie doesn't like it, damn it.
3: Yeah, I will love this. The the movie barely touches on this, but they agree that Julie's going to do the doctor shadowing program instead of him. I was very confused by that. Does she, so she wants to be a doctor?
0: Apparently, yeah. I
1: get it. That's never established. So it's just, and also- so the doctor program, the mom's not going to be there. It's like a shadowing thing. And does he think his mom just won't find out that his friend went instead of him?
0: Yeah. We never really flesh that out in any meaningful way. He lies and says he went to it like mom won't notice that it was a Hispanic girl. Right. Yeah. But-
3: I really wanted the scene where the, her colleague comes over and is like, yeah, I mean, wow, your son was great. You never mentioned that he was a Hispanic girl named Julie. <laughs> I don't right. know. Little heads up about that.
0: So, yeah. So, but meanwhile, we get Lamont learning that his van is all fucked up and he can't afford to get it fixed, even on his 40 bucks a day coaching job. I wrote in my
3: notes, oh, look, Lamont is dealing with any service person in New Jersey I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> oh, that that's going to cost you $180 billion. Goodbye. You don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right,
0: right. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
1: And he's like, oh, I got to keep coaching. I really need the cash. 80, but that's not going to fix your van. Nope. Anything a car needs fixed is like what, hundreds and hundreds of dollars?
0: Thousands of dollars? Pretty I mean, much, yeah, exactly. If you're lucky, hundreds and hundreds, yeah, pretty yeah. much. But Alex shows up and he's like, Don't worry, we'll raise more even more money, and he's like, you know, I just I don't feel bad about taking your money, kid, for whatever reason. I'll 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 take more of it. Yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> we also haven't established that he's in Philadelphia waiting for a tryout, a call to try out for the Sixers. Yeah. That's gonna come back into the plot, but he, you know, he's only coaching them until the Sixers call.
3: Yeah, right. Which is weird. I, I, do the Sixers do like open calls, like Broadway? Like you hang out in the McDonald's across from the Equity office, and <laughs> then you get your chance to
0: <laughs> so, shoot three basketballs. I, I mean, this the, the the situation he was in is a is a fairly realistic one, especially the fact that he was impoverishing himself for this desperate effort to to play for like three games or whatever so yeah you do hang out in the McDonald's yeah it, it, the well, <laughs> yeah it, you, you got to be the right guy but yes uh-huh there you go
1: this was also weird because Alex is basically like hey but just so you know like all my friends are really not enjoying this thing that I forced you to do in coaching us so if you could be a less good coach and coach us less and make us do less hard stuff that would be great
0: yeah uh-huh so uh, yeah so the kids the uh, rest of the team shows up and he goes there's this great moment he goes hey my dogs and then <laughs> baby noah goes hey don't call me a fucking dog you anti-semite bitch <laughs> never forget <laughs> 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 calls him a
3: slur they get into fist fight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is no way that they made it to this age without, without ever hearing someone being called a dog. Like, I there's know, that's no
2: so way. stupid.
0: It's 2003. <laughs> when were they? And, it, <laughs> but yeah, he has to stop. He's like, no, no, man, that's just, you know, my dog no no none okay yeah at this point i
3: wrote in my notes if the rest of this movie is just an african-american explaining slang to jewish children i'm in and i will watch this movie every day like i'm praying to fucking mecca
0: (laughs) (laughs) but no they're gonna do basketball stuff it's very sad yeah they just do a bunch of we see him coach all the kids a little bit but at at any rate it culminates with him sort of half acidly verbally committing to continuing to teach them and i mean that's the plot is it like, if you're waiting the plot, for the yeah. plot to kick in you're doing <laughs> this movie wrong so i feel like we can just take a break there uh, but we'll be back in a minute <laughs> with even more full
4: court miracle this podcast is sponsored by better help okay alphabet soup all right chicken noodle all right Wait, wait wait chicken mushroom this is out of order. Hey, Heath, what are you doing? Oh, hey, Eli. What
3: up? Oh, I was just checking to see how that therapist search was going. You know, the one you've been telling everybody you'll start seeing for months now and then stalling instead of actually doing
4: it. <laughs> stalling? Well, I'm not. I I had to organize the soups. That's what I'm doing right now. You had to organize our soups. Yes, it's very important to organize them.
3: Look, Heath, if you're having trouble finding a therapist for any reason, why don't you just try BetterHelp? What's BetterHelp? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. So if you need someone secular, trans-affirming, or LGBTQ-friendly, they can help you with that. The service is
4: available for clients worldwide. But what if I don't like my therapist? Can I just, I don't know, organize soups till he leaves me alone? You don't have to. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if you need to. I mean, I was totally going to find a therapist anyway. I was going to do that, but how would I sign up? Visit betterhelp.com slash awful. That's better H-E-L-P
3: and join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Plus, God Awful Movies listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com
4: slash awful. All right. I'm in hypothetically.
0: Hey, hey Heath, you you texted me and told me to come in to tell you that there was an emergency. <laughs> what? No,
4: no. You mean there is an emergency, right? There's an emergency. That's why you came oh, in. No, uh, no, just a text. You're the worst. I hate you. You should talk to someone about that.
1: Joshua, can we speak to you for a moment?
0: Sure, mom. Sure, dad. What's up? Well, champ, it's about your future. I know that you love motorcycles, but 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 your mother and I. We're really hoping that you'd be a doctor. Oh,
3: darn it, Mom and Dad. Don't you understand? That's your dream. I have my own dream. To be a motorcycle. We know you do, son. We know. Right,
1: but you can't be a motorcycle.
3: Well, not if you don't believe in me, I can't.
0: Well, he, he does have us there, hon.
1: No, 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 he doesn't. He can't be a motorcycle. It's a machine with wheels made of metal and plastic and stuff.
0: Look, Mom...
3: Did you always want to be a doctor? Yes. And if grandpa hadn't encouraged you, I mean, you wouldn't have gone to medical school, would you? Probably not. So why can't you believe in my dreams? I mean, I know the chances of me being a literal motorcycle, the physical object aren't high, but can't you just let me believe?
0: Oh, I I guess I hadn't thought of it that way.
3: What way?
1: He can't be a motorcycle. He is a human being. You guys are the worst.
0: You you know, you're not the woman I married.
1: Am I crazy? I feel like I'm fucking crazy. And and they're gone. All right.
0: Great. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for more of this shit. We're going to open back up with Alex on the phone, trying to figure out how they can raise enough money for Lamont. Now, I have to underscore this bit because this starts with an exterior street shot. Right, we're outside of Alex's house, but we don't know that. We don't recognize that. We're outside on the street and Alex is saying to a friend, There's no other way to make the money, man. Yeah. From off camera. I was worried about where we were going with this. I thought the guy from Requiem for a Dream was gonna open up the door and be
3: like, Come on
0: in, kids.
1: Yeah, this was about to get pretty dicey.
0: Yeah, but no, he's he was on the phone talking about selling his basketball card. Then a mom comes in and she's like, hey, how was the hospital shadowing thing that you were a part of today? And he's like, right. Good.
3: Oh, it was in a building. I was there.
0: All he said was
1: it went by so fast and she said, I knew you'd love it. I didn't even pretend that I, that I yeah. loved
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I don't think the mom hears what he says ever. No. None of her responses really line up to what he says.
0: Well, what's funny is like one of the subplots of the movie is that she is a terrible, terrible parent and the movie seems to be completely oblivious to that. Yep. Okay. So now it's the next morning and we see how they're going to get the money. They have decided to run an espresso stand on the sidewalk outside of their yeshiva. Apparently that espresso machine is battery operated.
3: Yeah, they've got one of those battery (laughs) slash self. Steam-powered espresso yep, machines,
0: super cool. Well, there's a bucket brigade off-screen delivering the water. So it's really it's a <laughs> yeah. it's, logistically this is difficult.
1: <laughs> okay, but aside from the logistics, like. I don't see anything wrong with them trying to like have a little coffee stand to raise nope. the money themselves, and yet we're supposed to be like, ooh
0: bad. Right. They're being bad. Right. When Mrs. Klein shows up and sees them that the the evil teacher from before, they have to let they're like, oh, it's a uh 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 a fundraiser for uh, uh 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 you know, kids who need better coordination. You know. Why not just yeah, we're raising money so that we'll have money.
3: Yeah. Also, there's a lot of like Jews probably do that in this scene. First of all, I think they didn't give them a lemonade stand because they were like, nah, Jews wouldn't do a, a lemonade stand. They would do a what are they Starbucks? They would do a Starbucks. They yeah. would start a Starbucks. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I also like how Mrs. Klein like can't turn them down after they say it's a fundraiser. <laughs> Like it's some kind of magic. Like, oh, no, we said it's a fundraiser and we're Jews. You know the yeah, rules. Right. It's it's raising
0: funds is... That's yeah, true. That's true. But you
3: better give at least a percentage of that money to Israel in a way that's problematic. A <laughs> <proper placement.
0: laughs> okay.
1: I just want to cut in here. I mean, a lot of Jews have stomach problems and acid refluxes among them. So that for them to not do a lemonade stand is actually pretty like religiously
0: accurate.
3: <laughs> okay. Fair. They just have a jar of Tums. They're doing a dollar a pill. Yep.
0: (laughs) Okay, so then we've got, we we cut back home. Mom is bragging to dad about how hospital shadowing their son is, right? Yeah. Right? And she's like, hey, wait, where is my battery-operated water-generating espresso machine? And he's like, yeah, that's usually sitting on the uh, counter.
1: Yeah, they're like, you must have just
0: misplaced it. Right, yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, I hate it when you've got the espresso machine
3: in your hand, you open the fridge to see what you want <laughs> and, and you end up setting it and then you're like, ah, oh, how did this espresso why, why machine did I end up in the, the fridge? Yeah, so and then fun. you like
0: drop it by the front door with your keys, the whole thing. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly.
3: <laughs> We've all been there.
0: So, but just then, Mrs. Klein calls to tell mom that she saw Alex selling espresso on the street because, you know, that's the kind of thing you would, you would call about of course he's supposed to be doing the hospital shadowing at just that moment yeah so he gets in trouble mrs klein comes in and busts him and then we get him getting chewed out ish by the cool rabbi
3: (laughs) (laughs) and i so he reverse jews him right he's like ah i think fundraising so that a strange man can teach you basketball isn't a great idea and he's like no the Torah says, be kind to strangers. And he's like, ah, you got me. The Torah doesn't Ah, say that. Yeah, the Torah. God damn it. Fine. Go hire a random black guy to spend time alone with children.
1: (laughs) It was also weird. He was like, you're hustling strangers out of money for coffee. Selling people coffee isn't right. like hustling them out of no. money. Nope. Did it's I miss something? Just
0: like, capital, if you're anti-capitalist, that's one thing. You know, let's have a discussion there. Also, like, they are
1: giving them coffee. They're not selling them dirt water.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. It was real coffee. <laughs> it's not a Dunkin' Donuts. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now that's a hustle.
0: But so then, cool rabbi's solution to this whole problem is that he's invited Lamont to some weird Jewish ceremonial dinner thing so he won't be a stranger anymore. And now he'll be able to teach the kids basketball. So this is the Sabbath, which they call Shabbos. And all of Noah's notes for
3: this scene are like, what is happening? When do they sacrifice him? Is there a (laughs) goat
0: here? (laughs) Well, so my note is actually about Poor Lamont, he's just doing his damnedest to pretend none of this shit is weird and all of the food is good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I've been
0: there. I've been there,
1: Lamont. <laughs> and by the way, if, if they were doing like, really good latkes or something, I would be like, oh, yeah, he's having a great time. But they were like, try the gefilte fish yes, with the, with horse the horseradish. Radish. <laughs> you ever seen a ground-up fish kept in a jar of liquid like a body part? <laughs> Here it is. It's nice and room temp.
3: <laughs> Have you ever hoped your food looked like a background setting from a Frankenstein movie? Well, then come on down to gefilte's fish. Have some, have some of the chopped liver, she said. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh
1: my God. And he was like. Wow, this is num num num. <laughs> you is yummy sure is
3: um caloric, Yeah. Now, <laughs> Rachel, we we should part the curtain that doing this to your non-Jewish friends is a Jewish tradition, right? <laughs> is that you Oh yeah, no, 100%. Bring, yeah. And then it's it's whoever can keep a straight face the longest while you do weird Jewish shit in you front of You marry them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And of course, they have to have him like make a faux pas. And it's so stupid. They couldn't think anything normal. He's like, oh, now, could I trouble any of you for a glass of milk? Who the fuck would want to ask for a glass of milk after his fish? I was thinking that, too, but I've gotten in trouble before for
1: making fun of waspy people for drinking milk with, like, a steak dinner. And they look at me like I'm the asshole. So I didn't want to be like this fucking idiot asking for a glass of milk. But that is what I thought. And then they look at him like he just
0: brought up the Holocaust. Yes, exactly. Yes. And he's like, right, weird Jewish food.
1: He may as well have been like, could I get a little cocaine to sprinkle on this?
3: (laughs) This dinner is delicious, man. It should be okay for Palestinian kids to get as close to a fence as they want, right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's exactly how they looked at him. Also, quick note, the woman serving them food is in a wig because she's mega Jewish. Was it just my screen or was her wig the color of cremated remains? Yeah. Like they couldn't afford
3: to go to a wig store. I'm not sure I know that color. Imagine someone trying to explain from dress to set dressers for <laughs> Disney original movies. That's so, a great point, yeah. Eli. Thank
1: you. Yeah. That explains everything about this movie. They wear wigs?
3: Yeah, you know, kinda like Wednesday Adams. Say no more, got it. Wednesday <laughs> Adam wig for rabbi wife.
0: <laughs> so Okay, here's the thing, though, what's playing out in this scene is that mom, Alex's mom, has some very serious concerns about letting this guy be the basketball coach at the yeshiva. But the cool rabbi wants to hire him. Now, mom is viciously, viciously racist. Right. I feel like there's no other way to read this scene that's the
3: best part, is that this scene is definitely trying for mom's a fuddy-duddy who doesn't want him to play basketball, but it reads like, guess who's coming to dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Yes!
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they're all just like, Oh, well, if he teaches at the school, then it's like not a big deal because they're not out on the street. And everyone's like, "Wow, that's a great idea. Thanks so much. And the mom is like, do you guys not see that he's black? Right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Am I crazy? Is nobody else seeing
3: this? (laughs) There's this moment. And again, you can see from the writer's point of view, it was like, well, it's that you're a complete and total... Stranger. stranger and i was like "Ooh, that word even ends in our writers of this yes, movie are G-E-R, you sure No less
0: yeah are no you sure don't really- guys are you ah. sure
1: <laughs> yeah and then the guy tries to like make it easier on the racist mom by being like well it'll just be a temp position we'll go day by day in right. case what he gets he's still black at the end of the week <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean we'll take it day by day
0: now, to be fair, at the end of seven years, we do have to let him go. No, oh, God, Jesus go. Christ. <laughs> Unless we've given him a wife. Hold on, hold on. There's a, <laughs> there's a way around this shit. I also like
3: that dad tries to ameliorate this by being like, you know, choose run the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So did, funny. You, did you know that Jewish teams basically invented the NBA? And he's like, well, it depends on how broadly we're going to interpret the word basically. But sure.
3: if you mean that black people weren't allowed to be in professional sports yes. for a really long time, then yeah. <laughs> Jews invented a lot of stuff. <laughs>
1: By that measure.
3: Do you know that Jews invented most
0: black music? <laughs> So, and then, okay. So after the dinner, there's this great scene where mom is basically bitching at dad for making her racism so obvious. <laughs> He's like, dad's like, I don't understand. What's the harm? She's like, well, you know, I'm not allowed to fucking say it on the Disney channel. <laughs> I know. Also, the dad is like, he knows he
1: wants to be a basketball player. You knew you wanted to be a doctor when you were that age. That's not the same thing. Not the same. No. It isn't
3: the same. No.
1: <laughs> He's three feet tall. He can't be a basketball player. No. Why is the dad an idiot?
3: That's the thing. If this movie wanted this to be part of the plot, make the kid
0: really good at basketball. Or at least the same height as his friends, right? Like, I know that there are not every great basketball player is super tall, but come on, none of them are super short.
2: Right. None.
0: <laughs> so, okay. But now it's uh, Lamont's first day working at the yeshiva as the basketball coach. Oh, and these... Hebrew school kids
3: are running and cowering at the sight of a black man. Like, there's a school shooting
2: going on. Oh, my
3: God. <laughs> He's walking through the hallways. They're ripping the fire alarms out of the wall.
0: <laughs> and the whole time, Alex is going, they'll be really nice. See how much they're like getting out of your way so that you won't, you'll be able to get right through. Seeing, and then Mrs. Klein comes up and she is also viciously racist.
2: Oh, my okay. God.
0: Look, I get it.
3: Disney Channel original movie. You couldn't have done it. But if Mrs. Klein had had a thing for black guys and that had been a subplot for the rest of the movie, that would have been way funnier.
0: <laughs> well, instead, they have him like, you know, he walks through with this basketball and he accidentally drops it. and She's like, uh, Mr. Carr, you know, people are not allowed to dribble basketballs in our hallways. I'm like, this is your fucking coworker on his first day, though. You don't treat him like a goddamn kid. Yeah. Unless you're a vicious racist
3: well, the right. subtext
0: of this movie. Right, exactly. Again, it all makes a lot of sense if we assume that the majority of these characters are just bigots, yeah. Also,
1: we get my two favorite lines in the movie here, which is, a gefilte fish out of water. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's what
0: he says he feels like. And, you
1: dement Oh,
0: that was amazing.
1: Ugh, my insides curdled when I heard that.
0: <laughs> the old coach, Mr. Uh, coach Simowitz, or whatever his name was, he comes up and he's like, I don't have to be the basketball coach anymore. You dement Ugh. It's rough. So, okay. So now we're at practice that afternoon. Julie drops by to vaguely remind us that she's in the movie from a distance in the background.
2: <laughs>
0: Again, they're like Disney had this contract and it says she had to be in X number of scenes, apparently, too. Right, exactly. My daughter will be in six movies and an over five in all of them, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> And we also, and this is kind of weird to me, we have to reinforce this subplot of Alex being a ball hog, right? That's his big problem. He refuses to pass the ball. He always wants to shoot himself or whatever. We don't really resolve that, but we we set it up 37 times.
3: Yeah. We give these Jewish kids like random characteristics. The most bizarre one is coming up. They're not at it yet, but the most bizarre one is coming up that relate to their basketball and none of them ever resolve.
0: Not really. No, uh uh-uh. So, and then, so Lamont is is teaching the kids, cool rabbi, Rabbi Lewis comes up and explains all the biblical basketball strategy that he knows from his Torah studies to Lamont.
3: Yeah, he's trying to do the thing with the the largely probably mythical thing where the Maccabees like made everybody turn the wrong direction. So they had to fight with their wrong hand. And, And Lamont's just like, Yep, that is the full court press. That's the full court press. It's just like, yeah,
0: right. He tells him that and then and Lamont's like, that's giving me an idea. So he, he gathers the kids together to inspire them with a little Maccabee talk.
1: Yeah, most of which is you need to believe you're going to win to win, which is a lie. Like, they're yeah. four feet tall. They're not going to win.
0: Right. That may be a prerequisite, but it's certainly not the main one we're worried about.
2: No.
0: <laughs> So yeah, so practice is over. This is also where this is the scene where Alex steals TJ's bike. That's baby Noah so that he can follow Lamont and find out where he lives, which means number one, he's got a weird fucking obsession with this guy, but also number two, he can bike at van speeds. (laughs) Yeah, that was
1: insane. And also just like such an invasion of privacy, like Hmm, I wonder where this adult goes at night. Is he homeless? Is he a ghost? Let me follow him and find out. Leave him alone.
3: Right. I wrote in my notes, Remember, kids, homelessness is adorable and lots of your business. <laughs> <laughs> a great way to put it. I mean, truly. There's this moment where the, where the coach gets home and he's like rubbing his knees because he's got bad knees. And I wrote in my notes, gosh this kid is lucky that his coach didn't decide to jerk off when he got home <laughs> it's a very very different movie if any of my students ever decide to follow me home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he should be our coach anymore I don't want to talk about it <laughs> also did you know there's a website of just like all the famous women's feet anyways I don't want to talk about it <laughs> so
1: also, I just want to call out here while Alex is like following him home, he's doing some cool like BMX biking and like, oh, yeah, bikes uh-huh. over an unfinished construction site. Like, where does this kid get off? You are in everyone's fucking way and everyone's <laughs> an business. Asshole. Go home. Right.
0: Absolutely. Uh, there is this weird moment, though, where like he's like, all right, well, now I know that uh, you're unhoused and, and, and living in your van. Um I am still under the impression that that somehow my business, I'll leave. And Lamont's like, hey, man, you want me to cook you a homeless dinner? Yeah. He says, since you're already down
3: in the hood, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, if he says want some crack, this is my favorite (laughs) movie. I was hoping for that, too. (laughs) Now it cuts to the Requiem for a dream. Yeah, right. right.
0: Seriously.
2: All
0: right. So, but yeah, and also I love the idea that this guy is like, he finds out that his coach doesn't have a place to live and he's like, you know, just living off cans of beans. He's like, hey man, you want half of my one can of beans that I must subsist off of? And he's like, yeah, man, I'll take half the beans. <laughs> okay, but if you get to divide the beans, I get to choose which portion I want. And he's like,
2: sure. God, I mean,
3: this bummed me out so much, so much. Don't worry, if your beans aren't enough, I'll have a snack when I get home. You know, I'm going to text my mom to order a pizza just in case your only food.
0: (laughs) is not enough to satiate my appetite exactly. (laughs) 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 And of course, this is where we finally establish, and we've hinted at this already in the movie, that Lamont has a family back home in Virginia that he's been sending money to this whole time.
1: Yeah, which is just all just a bummer and more sad that Alex is like, chasing this guy down and making him coach their basketball team.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. It makes
1: him a lot less (laughs) likable. Yeah.
0: So then and then we get the next day at school and we really have to flesh out that plot line. So Mrs. Klein has noticed that there are some inconsistencies in Lamont's paperwork. He didn't even fill out his home address.
3: (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Plot twist. And again, again, I know, I feel bad for the writers because they were going for, oh, the not nice teacher is suspicious of the new basketball coach, but it 100% feels like, I don't believe you have a house, you're black. (laughs) right?
1: That is absolutely how it read. That is 100% true. So he gives a fake address and she just goes-
0: 1234 Main Street, yeah. uh Literally,
1: and she just goes, great, sounds good, see you later. Like, just peace, love, and the club.
0: Well, right, because, yeah- Right. like That would be the last thing that would ever come of that. Also, by the way, this is the first day of Hanukkah now. So we get the family lighting the candle.
1: Yeah. Also, I don't think they did a very good job of like making any of this make sense. But like Hanukkah's in mid to late December, usually. Yeah.
3: Yes, it is. Why
1: is there no snow on the ground? Like,
3: well, you know, you know how it is in Philadelphia, it's right? Not it's not very oh, sun, no yeah, right. it
2: sun is
1: shining in December. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, you're right. You got me there. Sunny
3: there. There's a whole
0: show about that.
3: Yeah. Also, I don't know. They didn't get a lot about Judaism right in this movie, but he did get a CD-ROM encyclopedia for the first night, and that does track for Judaism.
0: Yeah, one hundred
1: percent. One hundred percent.
0: Well, that's one of his presents. He also got. His Doctor J card back because apparently mom and dad went and bought that after he sold it at the pawn shop. So weird. So he he
3: pawned it and they were perusing the pawn shops and yeah. Found how did it?
0: they know
1: that he sold? it? They
3: bought it? it from him on eBay.
1: <laughs> no, oh, Ju- none of that made sense. No, no, they
0: explain it. Julie told them. That he had sold his Doctor J card, so they they went and got it out. Oh, of right. Yeah,
1: Sorry, nice. I cared so little that that just like went in one ear out the other.
0: I I was writing in my notes at this point. Jewish movies are so much better than Christian movies. That actually makes sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I forget how jaded you guys are. You guys are like, this is a great
0: film. This makes red like all the scenes are there for a reason. It seems like yeah. I love how nobody's marrying their rapists. This is the best. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's getting through complete sentences. Right. Sort of. Well, more or less. So the next day, we have a cool rabbi, Rabbi Lewis, noticed that Lamont's van looks awfully lived in. And as he's walking in, Mrs. Klein shows up to tell him, you know, like, hey, you know, so I got I, I looked at the address on Lamont's paperwork and, and, and I I drove by it. I couldn't find it. Why would you do that? Again,
1: huge invasion of privacy. And also, she needs a fucking life. Like, She really was just like, I drove around because I was suspicious.
0: I was suspicious of the only black person that has ever worked for us. Yep. That's the whole reason. And now, again, if if they went Eli's direction and she just had a thing for black guys and wanted to, like, you know, run into him in his neighborhood or whatever, (laughs) then it all makes sense. And she's not a terrible, terrible person. But yeah.
1: Yeah, which does make her like a better villain, to be fair. Like, it does it does solidify her fair. more as the villain in the movie.
0: If, if she ever got any legitimate comeuppance, then that would be good.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, no, because she's going to shoot a piece of paper later and then entirely change Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, she has a turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she's like, yeah, it's really weird that he would give us a fake address. That address doesn't even exist. And the cool rabbi is like, hmm, I guess we should do... Something other than directly ask him about it, huh? We should do something convoluted. And she's like, convoluted? Yes, that was my plan as well.
3: (laughs) Something, uh, you know, Disney Channel original movie hijinks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Disney ran some hijinks. Yeah, exactly. So
1: she puts a scarf on her head and sunglasses on, you know, like in all the movies where someone needs to disguise themselves. Yeah, exactly. He'll never know who she is now.
0: Right. Yeah, she's going to follow him home, but... Cool rabbi's figured out that's her plan. So he warns Alex to warn Lamont that she's going to... This is so fucking stupid. So stupid. But so now Alex, if he wants to keep his coach, has to find a place for him to live right away. And we should point out that those
3: are the stakes the movie gives us, not oh, my gosh, my friend and person I care about doesn't have a place to live. He's like, he might not be able to coach my basketball team yep. anymore.
0: This is serious. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. Keep in mind that Alex, like upon learning that he lived in a van, wasn't like, hey, dad, don't you have a a condo that's sitting empty and not being used right now? But when it was like, oh, you know, if, we, if it turns out to be unhoused, we're going to have to fire him from the school for some just ungodly, evil fucking reason. Seriously. I mean, oh, we
1: found out this guy really needs some help. Let's fire him from his job. (laughs) That seems like a good idea.
0: Cool. And that's when Alex's altruism kicks in. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to be affected by his homelessness. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So he leaves a note on Lamont's car that says, hey, go to this address after school, Mrs. Klein is going to be following you. Make sure she keeps up. Now, this isn't a pre-GPS world. This is 2003. Like, it's a good thing he knows all the streets of Philadelphia by heart and knows exactly how to navigate to that address, right? Yeah, he memorized the whole city. (laughs) He's not from there. He hasn't been there for very, but okay, yeah, right. Yeah, this was set up like a full-blown heist. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) But she's sneakily following, and this is when her convertible gets splashed by mud because she's a Disney Channel villain. Yeah. yeah. Got him. <laughs> that's all her comeuppance too. That's, yep, that's what end.
3: you get for trying to get your only black employee fired yeah. <laughs> for being homeless.
1: <laughs> was already houseless and struggling. Uh-huh
0: cool because he's houseless and struggling yeah Yeah. now you need a shower
1: oh no
3: oh no she was gonna do that when she went in his neighborhood anyway
0: see it really doesn't (laughs) matter oh Oh, my god (laughs) so yeah so now dad and alex have to talk lamont into taking the free apartment he doesn't want to but he guesses he will
3: this is such a weird moment where they can't just let a person who's homeless be like, oh, yeah, no, thank you for the place. He's got to be like, I'm going to paint in here and also make you a bookshelf. Like, he can't just take kindness. It's got to be like, oh, no, don't worry, everyone. He's one of the good ones that, like, will exchange goods and services for kindness. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, oh, I'll,
1: I'll pay for the utility. I mean, it's just, God, it's so upsetting. And then they're like, okay, we've got a deal. And that's when... White dad goes in for a handshake and turns it into like a weird, racist, like secret handshake that they don't, that the other guy doesn't know about.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: This is really uncomfortable.
3: See, I wrote in my notes, this is Heath Enright with every waiter and person who works at a restaurant, regardless of race.
0: (laughs) That is absolutely true. (laughs) It is. Yeah. All right. So now we see mom getting home and she sees that Alex gasped with me now. Got a C minus on his history test. Now, we will treat this as though she found a beaten to death prostitute in his trunk. Okay, we had very different parents growing up. Yeah, (laughs)
1: let's let's back up for a second, because every time the three of us do an episode, we have a moment where Noah's like, what's wrong with that? And me and (laughs) Eli are like, oh, you didn't have Jewish parents. he may as well have slit his mother's throat. Like, you really... (laughs) Yeah. Like, if I came home with a beat, which I did frequently, that was, like, a big problem. Like, that's a big fucking
3: problem, (laughs) Noah. Like, you don't... I'm trying to translate it into going... I know, me too, and I can't think of
1: anything terrible enough... Crack to, pipe. Yeah, something like that.
3: Dead sex Got worker. someone
1: pregnant. Uh, pregnant.
3: No, because they raped. like that sometimes. Yeah, They're excited right. um, that they have a grandbaby now. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally
1: nothing
2: terrible enough. Oh, to- oh,
3: imagine if she had found out that he was dating a Jewish girl. Can you? Ah, <laughs> that's it.
2: There it is. There it is. There
0: it is. There it is. Well, I love to the way this movie plays it like he gets a C minus on his history test. And mom and Miss Klein feel like maybe firing the black guy would be the best idea. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> but Rabbi Lewis is like, I don't know if we should fire him over that, but we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll try to get those grades back up. And then this mom leaves. This is where cool rabbi makes Mrs. Klein have fun throwing a piece of paper into a bucket and now she's a good guy.
3: And she will be a unaddressed good guy for literally the rest of the movie. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, we're done with that now. Um, and so and then it's time for like, I guess, their first basketball game. And I guess three or four weeks. I don't know how long we've been going. I don't know. I don't know. I'm having trouble figuring out how their schedule works here.
1: Yeah. So you're not the only one. They also don't know how their schedule works. And I'll tell you why. Because we're going to this movie towards the beginning is the first night of Hanukkah. And towards the end is the last night. And I don't know if you know this, but there's only eight days. (laughs) So this whole movie is eight days long. Their entire basketball schedule is eight days long. (laughs) Hanukkah goes forever in this movie. I'm not really sure. And I don't think they are either.
0: Yeah, the uh, the rotation of the earth has slowed down in this universe, clearly.
1: Maybe it's Hanukkah the next year. Is that possible? (laughs) (laughs) That seems more likely.
0: All right. So and of course, this is the scene where they're, they're all getting ready for the game and he gets them to all bark along <laughs> with them. Like
3: doggies. Yes. So for context, um, for the podcast listener, Rachel really, really, really likes dogs. Mm-hmm. Pugs. Boogs. And so what I wrote in my notes for this scene was, God, I'm writing my notes before Rachel, but I already hate what she's going to write for this scene, which is in this order, Bulldogs, OMG, OMG, Bulldogs. He said, Bulldogs, I love Bulldogs. Be fat and lazy. Where's Madge? I'll ask her what dogs say. <laughs> I muttered Bulldog during this entire scene.
1: <laughs> so that's the extent of my notes for the scene. I just sat there on the couch going, Bulldogs.
0: But okay. but here's the thing. Like, this is their movie. They wrote it from beginning to end. They didn't inherit act one in a will or something. They could have made this team the goddamn Bulldogs. The team is the Lions. Yeah. (laughs) Why aren't they roaring or something?
3: Because then it would be silly.
0: Yeah, this was Bulldogs. Best kind of dog. They could have just been the Bulldogs. That's a team name. And then, and there's
3: just this weird turn. He's like, you're all my dogs. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, one more thing. And I'm like, oh, New Jersey's new mascots. He's like, Alex's grade sucks. He's not allowed to play. Yep. <laughs> and like, look, that's a valid thing. School matters. Alex isn't going to be in the NBA, but
0: maybe I wouldn't announce it as a turn at the end of the Psycho talk. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Apparently, C minus is way bigger a deal than I was giving it credit for. So we're gonna need it to is, take a Noah, pause. If you could just be
1: respectful of our culture, that would be great. <laughs> you are being really dismissive right now.
0: Get away from the fence. <laughs> All right. So I am gonna I am gonna get reamed real quick. But first, let me give Actree the hard sell. Was the whole purpose of doing this movie getting Rachel through the bark like a dog scene? <laughs> if not, why not? Why are so few sports teams named the Pugs? <laughs> find out the answer to these questions and more when we return for the miraculous asterisk conclusion of Bull Court Miracle.
1: No, I said pug.
4: <laughs> hey, podcast listener. That's right. We're talking to you. Are you looking to give someone the gift they really want for Christmas?
0: I mean, really, really want. You know what we're talking about. A massage with a Gen 4 Theragun. Sure, outfit stuff and those earrings are great, but outfit stuff won't work the kinks out of your neck like a Theragun. Yeah, I mean, depending on the stuff, it
3: might work kinks into your neck.
4: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. So nobody needs to know how good
0: you're getting it.
4: And by it, of course, we mean the release of muscle tension.
3: Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. It'll keep working long after your little piggies go to market.
0: Also, due to the tone of this ad, we feel like we should clarify, it's really for massage and not for your for your bits, it is not Theragun sent
3: us one to try and I'm not kidding it's the product I use the most out of
4: all of our sponsors so try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199 go to therabody.com slash awful right now and get your gen 4 Theragun today that's therabody.com slash awful
0: therabody.com slash awful therabody everyone likes to
3: feel good for Christmas but even more people just desperately want to stop feeling bad
4: especially their biceps oh my god me too
3: oh you think it's a typing thing
4: I think it might be typing
0: alright everyone I am Brian I am the rap coordinator for the music are you guys all excited to learn some beats for this film uh, question Uh sure Uh yes what's up I have this note from my parents that excuses me from rapping because of my asthma I'm sorry, you can't wrap because of your asthma? Because of my asthma, yes. I get out of breath very easily. Okay, uh, that's fine. Uh, just maybe stand in the back and mouth along uh, when we do it. Uh, excuse me? Uh, yes, ma'am.
1: Uh, my son is allergic to peanuts. Are we sure there haven't been any peanuts associated with this
0: rap? I'm pretty sure there are no... Because he would die. He is very allergic. okay. Uh yeah, well we will double check and
1: I mean we assu- we assume he's allergic. You can never be too careful.
0: Right. No. Okay, new plan. I'm going to give you guys at most three rhyming words and that will be the extent of the rapping in this movie. I can only do two words. I'm sold. Did you say peanuts? No.
1: Cuz my son is allergic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And we're back for still more of this shit. We're going to reopen on the team basketball and without Alex and Alex sitting in the stands being all pissed off and C minusy.
3: I love it because he's like, I didn't fix our basketball team for you guys to play basketball. I fixed our basketball for me to play basketball. He's
1: also still not good at basketball. They're like, what are we going to do without him? I don't know when.
0: Well, so they haven't done a very good job of this, but he is supposed to be the star player on their team. You know, it, again it's hilarious because of the height difference between and everybody huh. him and everybody else and the fact that the I don't believe you actor doesn't seem to be particularly good <laughs> at basketball, but yeah, he's supposed to be the star player, so without him the whole team falls apart. Oh yeah.
1: Oh no, what now?
3: This is where he also like Ruins things with Julie, which was crossing the line for me. I was like, look, you want to destroy your life academically for a dream that will never come true. That's one thing. But if you bullshit your way out
0: of pussy, Alex, you have crossed the line with me. <laughs> well, I yeah, she grumpily wanders off from this scene. I felt like it was because she didn't have a bigger. She's like, I thought I was going to have a fucking major role in the movie. I and mean, that from that opening scene, it seemed like I was the love interest. I'm out of here fuck all this. Yeah, because their fight
1: wasn't about anything. He was like, all you do is roast me. And she was like, that's crossing the line. Goodbye forever.
0: Right. (laughs) Exactly. I will not forgive you for this until the very end of act three. (laughs) I get it, Julie. I get it. Sometimes the only way you have to communicate is to roast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so so they lose the game because that's what they do. And then the whole team has to show up and help. Alex study for his history retest so he doesn't have to have that dark, dark grade that C-minus follow him around for the rest of his life. Exactly. Now you're getting it, Noah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. But what's amazing is he goes to yeshiva, so it's
0: not a real history
3: test. No, uh-uh. It's yeshiva history, so... Now I was conflicted. I was like, "Ah, okay, maybe it is okay to care about sports more than yeshiva history. (laughs) Right,
2: yeah, exactly. Hard to say.
0: Well, I love their half-assed attempt to basketball up this scene, right? They're like, hey, look, you're great at remembering stuff when it's related to basketball, so all we have to do is relate all of this biblical history bullshit to basketball. But they can't think of a way to do it, right? So they're like, all right, so the other team was the bad guys, and the bad guy was uh, Antioch and see now it's basketball. So you can remember it. (laughs) I want him to do that for everything. Like we see
3: him in medical school and he's like, so the virus is the other team. And then we
2: need
1: (laughs) (laughs) as long as it's in basketball speak, he can do it. Yeah. They also try to make, I mean, this kid's obsession level is kind of a bummer because we see his bedroom Mm -hmm. when they're helping him study and his bed looks like a gym. Or like a basketball court. Yes, like it was yeah, very court, uh, weird.
3: It's got real extreme home makeover vibes.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I was just
1: like, this is a lot. Like, come on. Like, come on, man. Yeah.
0: Like, this is stupid. Right. So, but they basketball Lee, help him study, and then he goes to take the test. And as he's taken as he's about to take the test, he turns to cool rabbi and he says, Hey, would you mind if I dribbled an imaginary basketball while I took this test? It'll help me as a like a mnemonic device, and the and the rabbi is like, how weird would it be if I said no right now? <laughs> <laughs> he points to a sign: "No imaginary space work." Okay, you know oh, what? I should have read that. the
3: sign.
1: <laughs> but then him pretending to dribble a ball looks like when Eli's. One and a half year old son hands me his toy ball, like just sort of fumbling around with his
0: hands in the air. Well, I like how he's imagining himself doing so much better. He's like spinning it on one finger in his imagination. Oh, totally, and but shit. he can't actually do any of that. Yeah. Uh, he's doing arm curls and shit. <laughs> so, okay. So, and of course, while he's doing this retest, the rest of the team is practicing and Lamont is, is giving them the, like, you know, you can do it without Alex speech. And he's going through each one of them. He says, okay. You have one personality characteristic. Here's how you overcome that for a basketball success later in in this act, right?
3: Right. He, he tells baby Noah to talk to the ref like he's talking to a girl he has a crush on.
0: That's going to go bad. I feel like that's not going to go well. <laughs>
2: mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: He's like, instead of shouting at the ref, try to fuck him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. Getting inside the ref's head. Oh my God. And then the other guy, he's like, you're the smack talk. You're going to do all the smack talking for our team.
1: He teaches him some, like, rap smack talk so these like little shitty white Jewish kids are like dancing and rapping mm-hmm. and dribbling bass it's really uncomfortable
3: It's they're so bad they needed to bring in Christian stuntmen to nod their head in rhythm to the rap. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: if one thing that Jews don't have it's rhythm
3: so this was really hard to watch and then in what I'm going to go ahead and call the least comfortable moment of the entire yep. film mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. tells the one kid he's like you're the butt because you have such a tremendous thick ass child who I'm a coach for. And the kids- okay, Wait,
1: what did he actually mean by yes, that? Yes,
3: let's
0: let's back up just a little bit yeah. there, but some context around
3: that. So
0: no <laughs> He's telling him like that being a team is like being a, a, a single body and, and, you know, your arms and your legs and your head might all be doing different stuff, but it's all working together. It's all coordinated. So he's going like, you're the arms of the team. You know, you've got to reach out and get those rebounds. You're the legs of the team. you got to get down court faster. And one kid says like, what part of the body am I? And he looks at him for a second. And he goes, you're the butt. And there is not any real reason for that except that Mrs. Klein just walked in at that moment and has to, like, hear him being a bad coach.
1: Oh. I did not know what that was. I was just like, oh, she's back to villain.
0: So I'm excited, Eli. I thought you were just failing to give the listeners context. The fact that you didn't catch the context is actually exciting for me.
2: No.
3: I was not, I just watched this coach be like, you're the butt of the team because of your luscious, luscious ass. <laughs> I was like, I feel like that's bad. And hey, in Miss Klein's defense, that is bad coaching. You should not tell a child they are the best of the team. Nope, I agree with you on that. That's true, but
1: she really comes in like, She's just grumpy they're doing any extracurricular activity. And I feel like this entire movie could be solved by getting her a vibrator. Yeah. Like the only <laughs> thing standing between the supposed heroes and the villain of this movie is the
3: female orgasm. Yep. So, the Heath Enright story.
0: <laughs> Dark. and Okay. So now it's time for the big history test reveal. You know, did he do better than the C-minus? And they put it, apparently they put the results in an envelope like it was the fucking Oscars. (laughs) Want a Warren Beatty to come in, tell him he got a Zeta minus or something. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he did fine. He did fine.
3: He got a B plus. If my son ever gets a B plus, I will execute his entire basketball team on the court like squid game as an example.
1: Here's my question, though. Like. I understand that when you like go to college to play a sport, you have to keep your grades up. They're playing like there's no stakes here. There this game means nothing. Really?
0: He couldn't play because of one C minus on a test? Like Well, that's yeah, exactly. It's not like that was first of all that it's not like that's the report card. And secondly, C minus is a passing grade though. Yeah. It is. I was very confused by this. Right, like it's you have to fail before they start fucking with your athletics over it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was very weird to me. And then they put all that pressure on him getting the test back. And they do like a fake out like, ooh, you can't read my face. Maybe this says F. B plus. It's fine. I say so you're
2: good.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So now it's it's time for another practice. Coach is giving him a big coach. You can do it speech. But he has to explain to him that they're going to have to do it without him because he got a temper like a 10-day contract with the 76ers to fill in for an injured guy. Okay. I... Did not pay attention to this movie
3: the first time I watched it. And I thought he had just been like signed to the Sixers in the NBA and completely did not understand the stakes of this because the stakes of this scene, if you're not paying attention are, oh, should I be in the NBA, my lifelong dream that would make me a millionaire or should I coach these Jewish kids in basketball?
0: Yes, Well, and that's and that's exactly what the stakes actually are. Now, again, it's a ten day contract, but the idea being that okay, if they see how good I am, then I could go on to Right, like it still matters. Absolutely like a lot more than these
1: shitty
3: little kids.
0: Right. He has a family to support.
3: (laughs) Yes. And they're like, you have betrayed us. (laughs) Yes. They're so weird. (laughs) I wrote in my notes, if you miss him that much, hire him for your bar mitzvahs. That's what we do. Come on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. I really this made me hate Alex even more because this guy was like, yeah, I mean, I I did all the stuff you wanted me to do and coached you up until the end. I really thought you guys would be happy for me that I finally reached my dream and Alex is and like, were like, well, no,
0: <laughs> I am concerned with myself, not you and your family. Fuck. Like they get into a big fight about yeah. it. And Alex is like, you don't know what
1: you're doing. And I'm like, oh, my God, somebody put this little shit in his place.
0: Right. Well, he even goes like, you left your family in Virginia to do this. Da, 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 da. Like gives him what like a low shit. Blow. Yeah. Right. Gives him shit for that. I'm just like, OK, like. Can we at least cover this kid in mud at some point or something? No,
3: this movie will conclude that Alex Schlotz is the correct one on the side of this conversation.
0: Right? Yeah, that he should have given up on that NBA nonsense and coached this team instead.
3: Alex starts to monologue about how no one wants to work anymore. I'm telling you, (laughs) in my day,
0: so... So, okay, so now Alex has to go to his... This is so weird. I have no idea what's going on here. Alex goes to his mom to plead the case for them to hire Lamont as a full-time coach instead of just through the tournament because I guess she sits on the board of the school or whatever, but, like, he doesn't want that. He just said he didn't want that. He wanted to play in the NBA. Right. I think he's hoping mom will be like, okay, we can come up with an $11 million
3: signing contract for (laughs) him as well.
1: (laughs) I mean, Alex is literally, like, come on, let's
3: just throw some more money at him. Like, he, he doesn't know what to do. You right. Know? Yeah. He,
1: he's a black
3: mom. What have you taught me? Money solves all problems. I need you to solve this problem for
0: me. Right. Well, and he goes like, Mom, why won't you do it? And she says, there are a lot of reasons that have nothing to do with the color of his skin. I am not going to list any of them. She pulls in a white basketball coach the next week. I'm totally so you can go to the NBA, son. I believe in you. <laughs> she may as well have. Well, she, she even says at one point, she's like, son, do you really want to wind up like Lamont? And he's like, you mean black, don't you? She's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, do. I do. So and then we get this weird scene where I, I guess. Lamont is trying to decide in his own mind whether he should take the NBA contract or stay as the Yeshiva's coach.
3: Yeah. Or be the coach to the one child who is interested in basketball in this school. That's the other thing. None of these other kids give a fuck. Right. He's going to get fired next year when Alex graduates. Right. Right.
1: And also, anytime Alex has come to these kids, like, we really need to, like, step it up. The other kids are like, I, I got to study for a test. I got to care
2: about I
0: hate it and I hate you. Saxophone lesson that I have to be at. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So, it's the next day. We're in Yeshiva. We're going to learn a little more of the Hanukkah story, but not all of it because there's still 30 minutes left in the movie. Mm-hmm. And after class, you know, the cool rabbi sees that Alex is super depressed, so he tries to put, like, a rabbinical wisdom spin on the whole thing. Like, maybe the whole time, the ghost of the warrior Judah Maccabee was inside of you. He, like, pulls out an envelope and
3: unseals it in case of emergency. Mysterious ways. <laughs> there you go, again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so apparently he's just... He's going to be the coach now. Alex the kid, yep, is going to be the team's the kid who is a ball hog as his like secondary characteristic beyond basketball is going to be their coach now. Yep, be the the little sociopath. Yep. yep.
1: Also, we're glossing over the fact here that the rabbi makes that yarmulke joke again. He
0: does, yeah. What's on your mind besides yarmulke? Shut up! (laughs) Shut the fuck up! Come up with some new shit, man. Come on. You've had several days. You don't have that many lines. All right. so now it's time for the big tournament to begin. It starts with 16 teams and then Alex says, we only have to win two to make the finals, which is not how a 16-team tournament works and not how this movie <laughs> portrays it.
3: <laughs> Get a look at the bracket. There's
0: just one big bouncing loop from their team to the finals. <laughs> so and I love we've spent the entire movie setting up this tournament. We go through all the rounds but the finals in like one minute and 48 seconds. Mm-hmm. They also like hit random tropes of basketball.
3: So like in the penultimate game, not the one with the like the enemies who we've been seeing throughout the movie Mm. in the penultimate game, they do the like, oh, he's got the two free throws that can clinch the game. They do that in the penultimate game so that in the ultimate game, they like don't have any of those sports tropes to do. It's really weird. Oh,
1: 100%. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like in other movies and TV when there's high school sports, What makes the stakes high is like, oh, there's a college scout or like a recruiter coming to the game. And like, I want to play ball at that college. Like, that makes sense to me when I've seen it in other Mm -hmm. pieces of media. And there's none of that here. So there's just no stakes, right? Like,
0: absolutely. The only stakes is that Alex has said over and over again, there are a lot of stakes here.
1: Just insane.
0: The
3: only way this movie has any stakes is if Alex's psychopathy is true. Now, to be fair to the movie, Alex's psychopathy will be true throughout
0: the movie. Yeah, (laughs) no, right, right. So, yeah, so we yada, yada, yada our way through the tournament. And it turns out that, yes, Alex's team made it. And the evil warriors team is the team that they're going to be facing off against. So that night, mom gets home from the hospital. The finals are the next day. Apparently, they have a two-day tournament where they play all but one game in the first
2: yep, day. The,
3: that classic, <laughs> classic tournament
0: structure. <laughs> so, yeah. And also, like, apparently mom didn't bother, which I get it. I get it. You know, sure, but she didn't bother. She hates her son. I she mean, hates her sense. son. And I agree. <laughs> yeah, I also hate her son. So, yeah, so, but this is where she has to like start to understand his dream. And she's like, he's like, let me tell you what basketball means to me, but like, you know, with a piano melody and rising strings. It's so funny. He's like, can I tell you what basketball means to me? I enjoy it. That's all he says. That's it. He just, he says that with a lot of words and a piano melody. And the mom's like,
1: "Mm." yeah. He said, when I throw the ball, it leaves my hand and then it goes in the basket swoosh so what basketball means to you is what happens in basketball (laughs) so that would be like i am just mom running means so much to me because it's like one foot goes in front of the other foot but then you just like do that for a while
3: yeah he has this moment where he goes you have to be proud of me anyway and i was like Because she literally doesn't know what the word proud means. That's not how pride works. You don't get to
0: (laughs) instruct someone to be proud of you for your thing. Yeah, but as vacuous as it was, it's apparently enough for her because she gets it now.
1: Yeah, and he also yells at her at some point, why don't you trust me? And she's like, what? You're a child.
2: You're
3: 13. (laughs) You're 13. You are... Ten years away from wanting to climb into the oven because it's warm in there. You I will trust you when you are forty. That is when you're a sentient human. I know
0: 25 year olds who I don't trust. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so th- then we cut over to Lamont in his apartment. He sure is having trouble NBAing what with those knees. So now so then he he has an idea that's just so crazy it might work. Oh, Oh, we also have to establish that there's going to be terrible, terrible thunderstorms the next day. That's going to be important to the plot, asterisk.
1: To be fair, we got bored of the teacher as the villain, so now the villain is weather.
3: Yes, sure. God has risen against them. Which, by the way, way better performance than Mrs. Klein, so I oh, get it. Oh, absolutely,
1: it. and less racist. <laughs> yeah, less racist.
3: This is also where we get introduced to the gangster dreidel dreidel theme that was written oh, for this movie. Oh, my God. Oh, I loved that. Dreidel, <laughs> dreidel, dreidel, dreidel dreidel
0: dreidel 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 that's it it. that was the whole song that's it so they have this whole little stupid basketball rap that goes with it. it's so bad it was like you know when you remember when the group would show up to your school and rap about how drugs weren't hip but with dre no they
3: definitely hired this group at the end of a long day and they were like hey 20 extra bucks if you can throw in a dreidel dreidel song for our Disney original movie. And they were like, you had us
0: at 20 extra
2: bucks, my friend.
0: <laughs> the kids come out, they're dancing, and they're doing a great job. Okay, but to be fair, if Ass Kid,
3: if the Butt Kid had dropped it WAP style, I would have forgiven this movie, right? Okay. Yeah. Just like 20 minutes of him twerking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking to myself, it's good that they took some time to choreograph a little opening dance. That's important to your basketball game, yeah.
3: Yeah. They also have this great pep talk moment where Alex is like, this is our doghouse. And those other dogs don't sh- shit. Do it. Those
2: friends, are
1: dogs. Full court and we're going to get off the leash and eat some kibble. And, like, just he's really going too
0: far with the dog We're going to go for a walk
1: and then poop on grass. I'm probably going to eat on my grass. own
0: poop later. It's- yeah, and
1: somebody will pick it up with a baggie. And then we're going to get a treat. <laughs>
3: yeah. Also, this is when he goes back into the Hanukkah thing. And I just want to point out that Hanukkah is... The Jews don't win the war
0: in Hanukkah. Nope, they don't. <laughs> the Jews never win the wars in their stories.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Also, again, I cannot stress this enough. Hanukkah is only eight days. There's no way that what has happened here has only been eight days. Yeah. Like, there's no way they're still... T- Jews forget it's Hanukkah by the last day of Hanukkah. <laughs> oh,
3: we forgot by the third night. It was like, notebook, right. that is more accurate encyclopedia, yes. Christmas presents.
1: <laughs> right. So for them to, like, what has to be two months later, be like, yeah, still thinking about Hanukkah is just absurd.
0: <laughs> so so we cut over to the hospital where mom says she's with Julie because Julie apparently won Dr. Future's a consolation prize. We really glossed over that. I don't know. She sure did. What we missed, what cut scenes <laughs> ended up leading <laughs> to that. But mom's just like, hey, Julie, you want to just leave early from our hospital duties? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one's getting any more cancer overnight. Am I right, Julie? Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, let's go catch a baseball game.
0: If they're going to die tonight, they were probably already messed up. It's all right. Do you want to be in the final scene or what? Julie's like, eh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> and then I'm going like, wait, mom was going to skip his championship game. Mom is still going to skip his championship game. She sucks. <laughs> it's, Who taught you in a helicopter, lady? Yeah. All right. So now we cut back to the game. The Lions are not doing well. They're down eight, 10 points, something like that. Surprise, surprise. The team that hasn't won a game in two years is far behind. Yeah. But then I, I guess so, mom drops Julie off at the game, but she goes to the NBA to find Lamont. Yep. So crazy. I love the idea that you could just pull up at the end of an NBA game and say, hey, where is this player? And they'll tell you where in the parking lot you can find him. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking for an African-American that way, right?
2: Very
3: that way. tall. He was
0: tall. Yeah.
1: Sorry, is it? jordan michael jordan is he around here (laughs) i just wanted i just wanted to say hi i just like had a thing to tell him
2: um
1: you don't know me and i don't have like a press pass but Uh, yeah i actually hate basketball and you people but i would love to have a little chat with him if that's possible
0: well i'd love to at this point she turns to one of the nba players and she says hey you know if you met a, a kid who's like four foot two and and wanted to play in the NBA. And What what would you tell him? And the basketball player's like, I mean, I wouldn't say you're too short. Is that the answer you're looking for, you demon? (laughs) See, I really wanted her to be confused and
3: think this guy was Lamont. She was like, coach, listen, she does the whole model. I really thought that was going to happen.
1: I really did. I mean... Made the movie. She
0: just keeps going from one African American to another until she gets the right one. <laughs> she throws him the car keys. I just like, don't oh, no, scratch it. No.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, but mom finds uh, Lamont. His van won't run because this is the movie's take on it. God has temporarily smited it so that he would still be there when mom shows up.
3: All right. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Is that what that was? I could not follow that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, the movie literally doesn't get it either because she's like, Yeah, maybe it was a miracle. And Lamont goes, I don't get it. And I wrote in my notes, me neither movie. (laughs)
1: Literally she looks up at the sky, it thunders, and she goes, Try now.
0: Yeah, right. Like if she was the Scarlet Witch, maybe that would make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And he
1: was just like, Okay, okay, lady. Yeah. Yeah, it's working now. Okay, bye.
0: So okay. So then we cut back over to the game. The big storm knocks out the power right so now they have to decide whether they are going to forfeit the game because they were down by like 10 points or whatever or whether they're going to finish it by candlelight okay so everything about if everything from this moment on is just endangering children for your own entertainment
3: yeah, yeah. also maybe save the emergency generator fuel for non-basketball-related activities. Emergencies, perhaps. (laughs) It's right there
1: in the fucking name. At this incredibly low-stakes game, like, they would just send people home and be like, we'll have a rematch. Like, this is not that serious. That's
0: the other thing, is that they could also just rematch.
1: (laughs) Right, and, like, everyone should go home. Like, it's dangerous weather. Like, go home. We're not doing this.
3: Or, hey, we have an exact clock knowing exactly how much time is left and what the score is. Let's go home, and we'll put that clock back
0: on with that score and we'll finish the game when there's not a storm of Bruin.
1: That was insane. Yeah.
0: But they're like, so that's the one option. We could just end the game there or do something like that. Or we could run out the entire supply of emergency fuel for our generator so that we could keep this room completely lit. Play until that runs out and declare the person who's in the lead, then the winner at some indeterminate time and then have everyone try to navigate their way out in the pitch, goddamn. Black. Yeah,
1: I, I cannot believe how many people they endanger doing this. <laughs> like, so I mean, truly. Stupid.
3: Well, luckily, the other coaches, Heath and who's like, okay, I like this weird technical way of playing a sport. I'm in.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I was waiting for him to just bust out a piece of paper, going, "Okay, I've I've come up with twenty different little minutia that I'd like to clarify." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, and by the way, for some reason, they have this discussion outside by the generator with all the kids.
1: Yeah, everyone is crowding around this generator. I was like, this is so dangerous. In the middle
0: of a thunderstorm, <laughs> yeah. And,
3: and poor Mr. Simowitz is there. They're like, oh, can you keep it running, Mr. Simowitz? I really wanted him to be like, I am
0: a math teacher, okay? <laughs> math <laughs> teacher. So and he kind of does. He's like, I don't know anything about this. But yes, yeah, so what we have laboriously set up here is that they only have enough fuel for a few minutes. But if somehow that fuel would miraculously last for 15 minutes, maybe they could win this game after all.
1: Oh, it's Hanukkah. Get
0: it? There you go. Han-
1: Hanukkah. The game is Hanukkah. I mean, I just want to back up to again how dangerous is what? There were sparks flying.
0: You at a certain point for no fucking reason that anyone can figure out. The scoreboard starts firing fireworks off of it and giant spouts of sparks and literally like, yeah. like the the whole building's going to be
1: on fire. Right. Get out!
2: This is mm-hmm. this is Get not
1: out. just. <laughs> but they're like, we have to figure
0: out who will win the game that means nothing. Well, and so here's just to to give you an idea of just how convoluted they have to make this whole thing to make the miracle work. The reason we left the math teacher out there is because he can calculate precisely how much time that fuel should last. So when it lasts more than two minutes and 45 seconds, we know it's miraculous. Miracle.
3: Miracle. (laughs) I also love that Mr. Simowitz runs in to waste a tremendous amount of time explaining that. Time. Yeah. I thought that too. <laughs> he
1: spent like seven of those one minute being like
0: right. yes, exactly. this is how
1: the math works. Nobody cares. Nobody even cares if they die so long as the basketball is played.
0: He's like, it's simple calculus. I'm like, it's it's pluses and minuses, man. You made <laughs> you did a you did a times is all you did. <laughs> I don't know it rises to the level of calculus.
1: I'm also not even sure that's how generators work.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. So, okay, so but then the lights go out for a second, but then they come back on and there's a big glow of light behind the ghost of Judah Maccabee himself. Lamont came back. Mom went and got him.
4: Yeah,
0: it's the
1: eighth miracle.
0: So. So wait, so so Lamont is there now to coach them for the last two minutes and 45 seconds of the game. That should make all the difference.
3: Yep, continue to play basketball as
0: well as you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's also we have to show that so the game starts again with, you know, who knows how long the power will last. Mrs. Klein is really getting into it. We have to show that she's changed into a fun-loving person. So they have her scream to a bunch of 15-year-old boys, shake some booty. Yep. Oh my god.
1: Oh my god. I hated that so much. Why and would- I hate her and I hate this movie.
3: It's because of the twenty minutes of twerking that the butt kid did. Oh, in okay, my yeah, of the they movie. got yeah. cut out because yeah.
0: of the new. Okay, yeah, I get it, I get it. It got cut out for a lot of reasons. No, I don't want to go into. It. I don't want to <laughs> air those grievances on air. <laughs> but just so, but to be clear, we we get to down to the last couple of seconds of the game. Alex has got the ball. They're down by one, and he passes the ball to Sticks because he's not a ball hog anymore. And Sticks gets well. the shot, and they win.
1: That's the biggest miracle in this movie that Alex was able to pass the ball.
0: The biggest miracle is that Sticks didn't choke. Right, it would have been That's hilarious if Chistics just choked and they by lost by the one.
1: Am I misremembering this, or were there like five fake outs of like the lights flickering? Yep, mm-hmm. and oh, they thought sure. it went out, but it came back on. And I was like, by the eighth time that happened, I was like, we know they're gonna come back on this set. Like, we're not. That's
3: isn't. It?
0: This isn't a miracle anymore. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Also, let's stop reinforcing how dangerous it would be to have kids out there running back and forth in an environment like that, where the lights are just constantly going out and then. <laughs> coming back. Yep. in. Yep.
3: The janitor is carrying some olive oil across the court. At the, same <laughs> Whoa,
0: the game must go on. Well, we did send all the kids outside to get soaking wet and then come right back in and start playing <laughs> basketball. So yeah, they give each kid a gun. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> They oil up the guns and their fingers. Yeah. All right. Everyone take a
0: bottle of oil and an open torch. All right. Now we're going to play <laughs> But yes, but the Lions win and the crowd goes wild and runs onto the court. Again, the power just went out. It's completely dark in there. (laughs) And of course, mom showed up for the last minute and a half of that game. So she's a good mom now. Apparently, Lamont's big idea was that he was going to come back to the yeshiva and he was trying to get to the airport to pick up his family, not to fly to some other game.
1: Yeah, that was all terrible. Like none of that made sense.
0: No, the the key to it is this, that Lamont realized that his dream all along had actually been to coach at this yeshiva for, you know, 28 grand a year, so. <laughs> well,
1: but then he also said, like, I had other dreams, and, like, looks at his wife and kid, and I'm like, it took you this long to figure that out? Yeah. Like, we all know you should have been with your wife
0: and kid this whole time. Well, and then, it, this is amazing to me. So, just in case you didn't catch the parallel... Between the generator's fuel lasting so much longer and the Hanukkah story, cool rabbi pipes into like you know fill in those blanks for right, just really
1: hammer that last nail into the coffin, and we put a yarmulke on the generator.
0: There you go. All right, so I guess there's no need to ask the moral of the story since Cool Rabbi literally says, and the moral of this story is at the end and manages to get it wrong somehow. <laughs> so instead, I want to close by asking if either of you have ever witnessed a Hanukkah miracle. Ooh,
3: ooh, I actually have. So over the years, this is really interesting, I've gotten to watch Hanukkah miraculously transform into Christmas in my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: My Hanukkah miracle is that I've gotten to watch my mother pretend less and less every year that she believes in God and that she cares
0: about Hanukkah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So that's going to do it for our review of Full Court Miracle, but that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to clock in again next week. So Eli, tell us what's on deck.
3: We'll be watching Demolition Man.
0: What? Yep. Because Heath makes the schedule and that's how it works now. <laughs> all right. Well, with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode number 328 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Rachel for helping out tonight, and even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation to patreon.com slash Godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five star review and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, Escaping Alias, Citation Data, DND Minus, and Skepticrade, available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, as a cinematic suggestion, you can email at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres Tim Robson taking care of on our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slatnick with a dress on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a check of your life this week. For Heath Enright, Neilai Bosny, I'm no illusions. Promise to work harder or another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club Clothes.
1: Alex never did become an NBA player or a doctor, but he did become a black guy. <laughs>
0: dad eventually did sell that condo so
3: many homeless people died while the emergency generator was out of fuel oh should have learned basketball
0: The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.